This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You are podcasting with the Grumpy Gays. The Grumpy Gays are on air, music included, every Wednesday night at 9pm on Joy 94.9. But if you subscribe to our podcast, you get to hear the fun stuff without all the songs. Who needs music anyway? Enjoy part two. Welcome back. You're listening to The Grumpy Gaze here on Joy 94.9. That, of course, was Flock of Seagulls and I Ran, and that is dedicated to Helen in the Mm. 80s. Mm. (laughs) And Helen's hair Mm -hmm. all the way up to 1990. Once the 90s hit her hair, it ran. It ran so far away. Do you know, for years and years with that song, I used to think it was called Iran, as in, like, the country. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it is a long way away. You know, like, you know, like, like Vienna, you know, by Ultravox. I mean, like, like Iran. I thought, oh, you know, do one Melbourne, you know. Exactly, <laughs> Cambodia. Um, Lockdown. <laughs> Matthew Douglas, I am thrilled to say we have a telephone call. Oh, my oh. God. We <laughs> Absolutely. You know how much the Grumpsters love our sage advice. So we have another call. Who from? It's a regular. The it's... censor? <laughs> it's Brad. All the way from way back in Radiothorn, yeah? Leave me alone, Brad. You stop, stop stalking me. <laughs> Remember his minor issue with, you know, his lover Guido and clothing optional around the house while he was trying to work? So Brad's back with another problem. Right. Oh, dear. You know what I think of this segment, Helen. What's that, Matthew? Well, you know, I am to relationship advice what Prince Andrew is to good PR. (laughs) Thank you. Anyway, go for it. Hello, Brad. (laughs) Hello, grumpy gay. How are you? What's your problem? Well, look. As you said, Helen, I've sought sage and unhelpful advice uh, a number of months ago Uh regarding my new live-in boyfriend's daily desire to shake his bonbons, quite literally, around our apartment all day, every day. I am pleased to say that in spite of your Matt and Doug best efforts, Guido, since our last conversation, has now acquired a free-flowing sarong, which he has agreed to wear at certain times during the day, albeit with nothing else, and I mean nothing else (laughs) underneath. My concentration has improved markedly since Mine the hasn't. last time. <laughs> Mine's off the scale. Of the I know. What were you saying again? <laughs> well, look, back to the topic. Right. Was this a problem left? No, look, there is a problem. Bear with me. I find okay. myself once again in need of your wicked wisdom and your direction. So Guido and I have decided, and look, the sarong is not at all related to this, to now take the plunge. So to speak, we are officially betrothed. Oh, oh. good, Brad. You do congratulations, realize... Brad. Oh God, but you do you. realize committed has more than one connotation, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, there's a problem, and it's not that he wants to have a clothing optional wedding. Mm. Oh, okay. Look, I'm booking my ticket to Grand Canaria <laughs> now. Come on. Mm. Look, the uh, the problem, to be precise, it's Guido's mum. 
Oh. Let's call her Consuela for the purposes of my problem today. <laughs> All good Spanish mothers are called Consuela. Absolutely. <laughs> and look, a good mother she is, but a devotee of astrological arts of mm. all things. And oh, by that, yeah. I mean she's a genuine fortune teller. It's her actual profession. Was she living in New York around 1993? <laughs> I might have been to see her. <laughs> And since finding out about Guido and my betrothedness, Quinsella has been summoning the various spirits, <laughs> studying the stars, and looking at each of our astrological charts for signs, and is now requiring that Guido and I go to a friend of hers to have our faces, palms, feet, and everything else you could imagine oh read to determine if we're compatible or not. Thank it's you. truly getting out of hand. <laughs> I mean, I'm in a positive pickle here, Grumpy Gaze, <laughs> and I don't believe a word of this mumbo-jumbo, and Guido is insisting, sarong in hand, that we comply with his mother's demand. This is nuts. I mean, what on earth, or what on metaphysical astroplane summoning the gods am I going to do? For God's sake, help me, Grumpy Gaze. Oh my god, here we have another dilemma from Brad that's just making it, Doug and I completely jealous. Well, look, I remember, look, put it this way, Brad. I remember seeing a woman on TV about 10 years ago, and this will put it into context for you, right? 10 years ago. Now, she claimed that she could read the future. And at the time, she claimed that Danny Minogue would become a much bigger star than Kylie. <laughs> Oh. Well, look, Danny oh. is often underrated, but I just don't know. Uh, well, let's call a spade a spade. I'll leave it at that, right? But if it was Consuela that I met, rest assured she was hardly the next Nostradamus. <laughs> or as a friend of mine's mother calls him, the hunchback of Nostradamus. <laughs> so quick question. Do you actually get along with Consuela? Look, she's a wonderful, wonderful woman uh, when the cards are away. <laughs> can she cook? She can. A right. good paella? <laughs> Look, yeah, that works as well. Yeah. Okay, well, I was going to say, if you, because if you I didn't... If, I don't know if it's, you know, astroplane, life-changing, future-telling paella, but yeah, it's good. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, you can read the paella. The paella says... Anyway, going back to this, because I was going to say, if you don't get along with Consuela, believe me, your feet will be telling her all sorts of things, <laughs> i.e. that her son is destined to meet a very beautiful woman and have three kids. <laughs> <laughs> to which I would reply, speak to the feet, honey, because the face ain't listening. <laughs> You see, that's what will happen. You see, she will use her power or her claim to powers to tell you anything to get what she wants. And do you think you know, a, a wife and three children is indeed what she wants? <laughs> well, that's what this person in New York told me. And I'm sure it was Consuela. <laughs> look, personally, I'm glad to see that Guido is finally covering up. I'm not so keen on a sarong, but I'm sure it looks so right on him. <laughs> <laughs> and look, it's barely there, so that's the right sort of sarong. Absolutely. It's so right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Now, look, Brad, I mean, I don't want you to call me a homo home wreck or anything, but I, I, I'm still waiting for those photos of Guido from last time. <laughs> but look, just for now, just for now, though, can you let Guido know? Would, would photos does... of Consuela help? Or... No, oh. the photos oh. of Consuela will not help. But if you do want to help, just let Guido know that if he does want to do something constructive with his palms, there are parts of my body that will respond in a far more enthusiastic way than his mother. Oh, my God. 
and he might be able to make you tell the future. Absolutely, yeah. you could or at see least my, give it a damn you, hot try. You could see you could see some of what my son and heirs might look like. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I will leave you with one final thing, Brad. Libra. The sanitary pack. Sorry, the scales. <laughs> It's time for you to build a few new hopes and give your subconscious something new to dream about at night. Take the time to picture where you want to be and who you want to be with in five or ten years. And don't forget to include family and friends in that beautiful scenario. Visualise the brightest future you can possibly imagine and don't worry about falling short of those expectations. And remember, the feet never lie. (laughs) That is actually well, your stars for today, Brad. <laughs> well, look, sarong's off and let's dive into it and damn Consuela and her astrophysical anything. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. I'll take some photos and send them through. <laughs> Please do. I-, I hope we've helped you out. <laughs> Thanks, Grumpy Gays. The Grumpy Gays are on Joy 94.9 every Wednesday evening at 9pm. You're listening to the Grumpy Gays podcast. So once again, Matthew, you know, you choose a song, The Reflex by Duran Duran. Mm -hmm. Why not Hungry Like the Wolf or Girls on Film? What is wrong with you? Are you you saying that I'm I'm making bad choices tonight? Yes, I am. You always make bad choices, Matthew. I don't like that song, Hungry Like the Wolf. I think The Reflex is a good one. I mean, you know, no, awful song. It it is not. Listen to the song, Douglas. It's The Reflex, not The Reflex. (laughs) <laughs> which was I think I, actually, I actually think it's da, ra, 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 reflex actually. <laughs> which, which was the one where he was on a which was the one where he was on a spinning wheel. Yeah, that's hungry like the wolf. Oh no, that's wild boys. Wild boys. Wild boys. Yes, oh, that one. I think Do you remember you were one of two tribes with this? You were either Spandau Ballet or Duran Duran. Which one were you, Matthew? Oh, it was an epic battle. Look, I actually think I was Spandau Ballet. I think they were just a little classier for me. Yes, I mm. agree. Agree. Oh. And look, Tony Hadley had a much nicer voice. I know I'm risking some people out there. Tony Hadley had he has he well had he has an extraordinary voice. The lead singer of his band, Ballet, um, much um, better than Simon Le Bon. And what about you? Did you you know have a little thing going on there, Helen? Or you? I was a culture club fan. Oh, good. Oh, well, I was too, but I mean, yes. We know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't exactly going out there knitting yourself a Duran Duran little outfit there, were you, Helen? <laughs> Room 666. So this is a very regular segment where we take a topic, a thing, a person, whatever, and we lock it away in the room of the devil. With Madonna. With Madonna, yes. (laughs) Madonna greets you at the door, actually. She sees if your name's on the guest list. Um, So, okay, this week is a bit of a funny one because it's a bit all over the shop. It's a bit like me this week. <laughs> there's there's stuff I want to put into the devil's piano room, but it's not particularly focused or even clear in my mind what it, what it actually is. It's a bit of a mixed bag. Anyway, I, 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 I'll get on with it. What instigated this, though, was I was watching a show on TV recently, which was a good old animal doco. Okay. I like I like nature documentaries, right? I think they're very interesting. Me too. Yes. Probably not with animals in them, but I like a nature documentary. Oh, look, well, I, lo- I love them, actually, but David Attenborough, this was not. Okay. <laughs> the concept is... Instead of having steadfast, patient camera people and crew tirelessly waiting for the animals to bring jazz hands, 
They have replaced them with little robots built to look like a baby version of the animal. And then they see how the other animals respond to it and film it. I don't think I've seen that. I think I saw one with a penguin. Right, okay. And, and so, like, okay, so what's so evil? What's so bad about this? You might say, look, you know, that's fine. But I, the animal droids have cameras as eyes. Oh. And they're, well, I don't know, they're just kind of creepy. <laughs> I could kind of read the thoughts of these animals as well because I think us, us humans never really give their intelligence enough credit, right? So I can see it now. So two elephants approaching this thing. Like, oh, Deirdre, come and take a look at this. We're now, we're now expected to fall for this thing here. I've seen laptops that look more convincing than this. <laughs> so, you know, the, the creepiness of this thing with the camera eyes, whatever. I am, act- I am actually going to extend this, um, what I'm putting into room 666, to cover things like phobias. I had this vision of, like, putting cameras in something that you want at Moomba. <laughs> yes! Yes! Like a stuffed animal. It's exactly like that, right? <laughs> oh, I wanted a Moomba. Let's make it into an android. Yeah, you know, this, this documentary, like, you know, there's a floating unicorn in a lake. Let's see if the other unicorns come out and look at it. Um, anyway, so why phobias? Well, I've got this mate, right? And um, he has a real phobia. A phobia against? Is that what you say? A real phobia of, against... Of. of, of that's it. Of, a, a phobia of dolls. Oh, in, in all particular type of cabbage patch. Oh, um... cabbage patch, especially cabbage patch. Barbie? They're like, um, well, I don't know actually. No, <laughs> I don't. You know, you know that sort of like Victorian looking thing, mm. and they've got the one, weird oh, with faces the one with the eyes open and closed. Yes, those ones. yes, nasty. My mother yeah. had one. Still does. <laughs> Missing teeth. Yeah. So, so look, it, it sort of comes from all comes from the same place. I think it's um, you know, some people find dolls creepy, whatever. Pediophobia. It is called, or pediophobia, whichever one sounds less controversial, right? So, look, whenever I see a cracked-faced doll with one eye missing or something, I always make sure to take a photo of it and send it to him, (gasps) preferably in the middle of the night. Oh, shouldn't do that to people with phobias. You know, yeah, so I kind of think it's sort of, it's it, that's why Hollywood is making films about dolls all the time. You've got Chucky, you've got Annabelle. There's just something quite creepy about them. I would say the same about clowns. They're in the same vein as dolls, right? I think it's got something to do with a warped version of what childhood symbolises, etc. And also Hollywood has not really helped their profession by using them as images of horror and monsters like the two It movies recently. I mean, let's face it. I wonder if it's just like a bigger, like, I wonder is it like a recognition thing? So you see these strange faces and it's sort of bigger than it actually is, you know, like painted faces. Like grotesque. Yeah, it's grotesque, but I wonder, is it like, maybe it's, maybe someone can let us know. Maybe it's a thing that, you know, it's a, uh, about reading faces or something. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. Like, as a profession, I think Hollywood horror films do tend to sort of spend a lot of time making horror films about clowns for some reason. So, look, you know, they get to make a horror film about a demented, possessed lollipop lady, are they? <laughs> Mind you, I'd probably go and see that. I can see the tag that the lollipop lady, they never made it to the other side of the road. <laughs> So, phobias. Helen, Doug, do you have any phobia to put in room 666? I do now. Actually, I thought about this. I'm obviously scared of dying and other things, normal things, I suppose, but I'm not scared of things. I'm not keen on spiders, but I mean, I know it's pretty normal. But I don't have a phobia, but I do have a bit of disorder. <laughs> oh, God, here we go, just Helen. One. <laughs> um, just, just the one. Just the one. Uh, I'm actually misophonic. Just to say, it's not a phobia. I'm, so it, well, it technically is because I'm misophonic, which means I have a bit of a thing of noises. I don't like noises, uh, certain noises. So, for example, chewing or rattling or over stirring of coffee. I mean, I have lunged at elderly people in cafes. Because <laughs> 
banging their latte for way too long, stirring in the sugar. And just seriously, it, it makes you feel, uh, I suppose it's a bit like, well, it is like a phobia, isn't it? Because well, I suppose if you see a clown, you react. Well, I don't know, because that's fear, seeing a clown. It's an irrational fear where I think yours, isn't yours a condition where it sort of isolates and amplifies certain noises, right? And so... Well, it still scares the life out of me if I think someone's going to stir their coffee too much or shake the ice in their glass too much when the drink is finished. Right. Stop it. Um, <laughs> awful. Awful. Okay. You know, since working with the two of you on Grumpy Gaze, I've obviously gotten over my telephobia. What's that? A fear of hot, successful and well-connected gay men, Helen. Yeah, not quite. My my fear of imperfection. <laughs> okay. <laughs> However, my anthropophobia mm. has well and truly been fostered. Right, okay, thank you. I'm glad to be of service. <laughs> well, that's my fear of people or society in general. Right, okay. Oh, you always have <laughs> oh, that. Oh, is that just misanthropy? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't think you've got a fear of it. I think you're quite <laughs> proud of it, actually, but there you go. Um, look, I'm a, I'm a little bit the same as you, Doug. I'm kind of silent, frightened of spiders and things. I don't really have a phobia. But if I did, mine is things that appear small from a distance, but as you get nearer to it, you realise it's enormous. Such oh as? god, that's not a fear. That's a that's that's an absolute wish fulfillment. And I wish that would happen when I look down. <laughs> exactly. Analyze that. Right. <laughs> so I don't really know where to go with that one, but like that's that's yeah. But it's this whole idea of sort of dolls, clowns, creepy. But give me an example of something looking small and then getting bigger or something. Uh, it's, <laughs> do you know what it is? It's actually it's actually a <laughs> Oh, yes. yes. Say it, Doug. You, say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, called, it's, called, it's called grower, not a shower phobia. <laughs> it's a, it's, no, it's called a mercy. That's what it is. Um, it's actually, it's actually, it's more of a re- reoccurring nightmare for me than it is a, an actual fear of something, right? But anyway, I don't know. It's a, a ball, for example. Like you see a ball running down the street, right? And it looks tiny from yes. a distance until you realise it's coming towards you and it's bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> and it's going to completely squash you. <laughs> All right, I'm moving on from this. Ball, ball sports, not your forte, <laughs> Matthew. Absolutely not. Anyway, there's not quite enough meat in this one to, to attempt the nine layers. Um, I would argue here that TV animal characters in general freak me out a little bit. And yeah, if you want to talk about the regions in hell beyond Dante's nine levels, down to the murky shadows where Marty Monster and Claude the Crow live, <laughs> then, you know, but then even beyond that, in the real depths of hell, you would find aggro. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you reckon? Room oh, 666? God. It's a line ball for me. I'm sorry. I I just think this is yet another example of your, how shall we put it? Having too much time on your hands? (laughs) (laughs) Too many worries in lockdown? Mentalness? Matthew's inability to make a decision. He loves horror movies, but he doesn't like dolls. (laughs) 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 I like dolls, but not big ones coming towards him. (laughs) I did like dolls when I was a kid. Yes. And I like big balls now. So there you go. I don't, what, do you, what do you want from me, Helen? I'm sorry. I, I cannot condone this one this evening, Matthew. Ugh. All right. Fair enough. No, I think it needs to stay out because it's it's it'd be terrifyingly boring if it went in because how would we mock you further, Matthew? That would be a problem. Denied. 
Now, after having a little look at our Instagram page earlier, there's been a few people having a sneak peek at this week's Grumpy Grab. Yes, Warren from Drive, I am talking to you. People, as much as we love a visitor to our lockdown bubble here on the Grumpy Gaze, don't just knock, come in! This non-answering nonsense has thrown <laughs> Matthew's iambic pentameter off its kilter. So eager he was this week to write a loku poem it, for someone. It's always a little bit off kilter. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you heard one of my lokus? Come on. I love them. And so, like an unclaimed jackpot, our grumpy grab this week will be rolling over. So here's a little reminder. And so, if you can correctly identify that Australian television theme tune, please let us know by jumping onto our Instagram page, The Grumpy Gaze. And you may well score yourself a pointless, but nonetheless fabulous on-air mention. And of course, a Loku poem from Matt. Matt, um, your music this week mm. has been a triumph. And so, before you do tell Are you us, sure, Helen? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Um, Helen remains unconvinced. But before you do tell us what song will be playing us out this evening, your spooky little story from earlier, was it a hit or was it a myth? Well, I'm actually not quite sure. I'm starting to doubt myself now. But actually, the, the, the story itself was a hit. It was Woo! true. Yeah. Do I believe that what was going on? I don't know. Could I just say, Matt, that for someone who last week wanted to put the dark arts into room 666, you know an awful lot about them. But then I suppose I know an awful lot about gynecology. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> what? Gets... I don't you know. Fa- you failed the sapphic quiz. <laughs> I know. Your reference point to everything is sure in Silkwood. Yes. <laughs> How the hell do you know anything about gynecology? Helen, as the saying goes, keep your friends close and your enemies closer, darling. That's what I've always said. <laughs> you know what I say to that. Anyway, you know what I, you know what I say to that. Two thumbs well, up. anyway matt we need to know what our leaving and departing song from you is this evening okay right so this is of course our favorite song of all time here on the grumpy gaze (laughs) it's visage with fade to gray who (laughs) visage good night (laughs) good night good night Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Gays podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and do be sure to tune in to us each and every Wednesday night at 9pm on Joy 94.9. You might be a little hungry, you might be a little sad, or you could just be frustrated about the day you have had. Maybe you're just tired, have a cold, or lost your sock. And you say, don't cheer me up, oh, I sure don't want to talk. Because you are grumpy, it's grizzly bear. It has me all winter long, it has ladybugs in its hair. When you're growling, you know who. Well, it surely makes me want to climb a tree to be a grumpiness. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.